One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, this is Rachel with Autism Jam or Burst with Speducators on this Friday night. The joys of having lots of children is that when my friends and speducators have things to do, I don't. So here I am. Today we're going to talk about the last work I had to put in to put my son's story together and how that went for me. And after talking on the last episode, I'm sure you can imagine how that went for me. And then I'm also going to talk about my week of speducating with a respected, very direct person in education that I got to spend some time with and him and his new perspective on how I should look at all things education and speducation. So that was a really good chat. So I'll talk a little bit about that. It was a good, solid outcome for me. As I was going through and adding in the details and finalizing what I wanted to say into in regards to my son and his story, I found myself with tears streaming down my face. And it wasn't that ugly cry like, oh, this is horrible. It was this very calm, zero effort tears just streaming down my face. And it was the first time that I was able to continue working as I was feeling emotions, which I think is a good sign, which means I'm starting to compartmentalize and put them in places that they need to be instead of right there in my jugular and in my heart. I found, though, that as I was doing it and becoming an educator myself or going through the education process to learn what I had learned about the autism spectrum and just disabilities in general because I mean I'm a total opportunist when it comes to helping other people's children and my own. I found it ironically funny not funny that I was starting to see everything transpire from an educator view more than a mother's and I actually think that's worse to be honest because when I went from just an angry mom that was like you know raging against the world I realized that I was now in a position where I know just how much they knew better and how much they had to have taken for them to put that much energy into what was done in regards to my son and his education. I got kind of sucked into more of the logistics of things because I have, I'm one of those people. I have every single piece of paper. I have every single little note ever written to me from either a teacher, um, a para, or my son, or just one of my friends when I work at the school. And I found myself 
diving in to everything that I had always had that I was carrying around, both metaphorically and literally, literally in file cabinets and on my computer and, and figuratively, metaf metaphorically, on my shoulders. I'd been carrying that in my heart and in my, in my chest for years. As I'm looking at it and realizing, I, I don't think that they knew enough to handle the situation if I hadn't been willing to fight for them to learn and to take the training that was necessary. I think that it was a small town. I think it was people who were on the side of more close to retiring than starting. And I think the slogan for Autism Jam or Burst advocacy is, you don't know what you don't know, which I've mentioned before. Because usually, you don't know what you don't know until you find out what you didn't know, and then you know it. <laughs> Such a funny slogan. So I discovered they really didn't know what they didn't know. And they were just going off of what they, they did know, which was not a lot, at least not in the paradigm of what I needed them to see. Does this mean that I had this really soft kumbaya moment and I wanted to connect with everybody and say, I forgive you or I understand you have purpose and meaning? No, that's actually not where I was going at all. But I did find that those tears streaming down my face instead of the ugly cry that I can't breathe or manage to get a grip on my emotions is gone. And so I feel like I've made peace. It, it does help that my son is such a wonderful kid with the most forgiving heart and the most charming disposition who recently was breaking my heart when he said that he never cared about having friends before, but now he just really wishes that he did, which is a whole nother beast that I find that I'm trying to figure out. So on the other end, I feel like me and my family have probably gotten the better end of the stick. But no, I'm not about to find them all and take them to dinner. I don't even think I'm going to find them because it's pretty okay with me that they are all people on paper now and not people that I have to see, talk to, interact with. So where do I go from that? There is so much to be gained and learned and practiced when it comes to not just educating children on the spectrum, but also just children with disabilities in general. And I don't feel like the football has moved far enough over that I can say, you know what, we're in a good place. Because I just don't feel that that's, which seems very unfair, and that's probably not how I mean it. I think there are some phenomenal educators, and I've learned a lot from many of them that are the pioneers surging forward, wanting to see the change that is needed. 
for these children that sometimes are forgotten. And I oftentimes like to describe it, and I usually get um, the same reaction from anyone that's in special education that I, I have when I say it. But I always feel like when I approach a teacher that doesn't do what we do, to talk to them about pushing one, a student in, I always feel like I'm interrupting their family dinner with a poor orphan child that needs a place to put their head at night, which sounds strange. But it's almost like this is my family and you want to bring someone in. Okay, class, we're going to allow this poor child that needs a place to come in and be a part of our family. And when I think about it and when I see the face of those that kind of put it off like that, it always makes me fiercely protective for one over the student that I'm trying to advocate for. Um, but it also makes me very confused to start because I thought it's not how it should be. I think that educators in general should want to help the masses. And my first go-to when I'm talking to one of them is, I'm not asking you to take on the hard part. I'm not asking you to manage and change the behaviors. I'm not asking you to collect the data. I'm not even asking you to accommodate and modif modify. Even though technically it's not my job alone, I'm just asking you to put a place at your table for them and let them feel like they're part of the group. And then after I'm confused by all of it, I get quickly, I don't want to say angry because I don't think that's, no, I, I get pretty angry actually. I get, I get pretty heated inside. And I think of all the kids that you interact with all day, you have no idea what you are missing every single day. I, I had a student that sits and says, I can do hard things. I can be Elon Musk. I can do hard things. And that is amazing because he knows from the many pep talks that we would give him that he can do anything if that's what he wants to do and he wants to take the time to learn. And I mean that in the case that even if it's not to the level in which, for example, Elon Musk might understand something, it, if it's passionate and it's something they want to learn, there's ways to teach them in a, that they can get it at their own pace. And that's what I think some educators don't understand about educators is that we are giving them this magic box. And I don't even think it's magic. I think it's hard work. I think it's consistency and it's determination. And above all, you have to have a student that's willing to believe in themselves enough and trust you enough that they will allow themselves to sometimes physically hurt in their mind when they're thinking, trying to figure something out, just so that they can get it. And it's magical. 
when they do. And I always remind them, your brain's a muscle, or it's like a muscle, because I'm, I'm not a science teacher, so please, someone correct me on that. But I'm pretty sure it works like a muscle, at least, where as you work it out, it grows, and it gets more and more um, space to put information into, and it gets strong, and so it, it's like a muscle. But I really can't. I'm, I teach education, so we'll just go with that analogy. <laughs> so I always remind them: Is this is this something you're getting frustrated at? Yes. So last week when we were working on the earlier phase, I don't say it that way. I can't think of an example right now because we've been going through a lot of phases. The prior lessons from last week, those were pretty hard for you, right? Yes. Okay. So, are they hard for you now? No, I got it. I'm also what we need is to take that same idea and let's do it this week. And let's do something hard, flex our muscles in our brain, look at the, the things that light up because, like I said, again, I'm not a scientist and I'm, I don't play one on TV either. Sometimes doctors, but not a scientist. So, um, it always keeps them going. And I have found that even the lowest of the low, and I don't even think that's anything because they all have their own individual talents. They all have their amazing uh, things that they are superb at. And then there's those things that they didn't have a care for before, but now they have me as a teacher, so they better take it into consideration. Um, they want to try it. They want to do hard things. They want to get that big high five. And they want to be someone who leads the field in whatever it is they're interested in, which is what we're trying to push. And it made me think of my son, Jesse, when he was little or younger, he would play the piano. Now, he was really good at a lot of things naturally, but he would get really frustrated when he would get a brand new song and the piano teacher would find him a really complex one. Because once he gets it, it's in his head. He does it by heart. He plays it beautifully. But she has to figure out how to get him from starting out in the basics where he doesn't want to be because he knows he can play and getting him to work those steps so that he can play, for an example, Great Balls of Fire because he was really on fire with that one. But he melted down so many times <laughs> and lost it because he just wanted to be able to play it and not forth any effort because a lot of them they're that good but that's kind of what I equate it to because once it hit once it stuck and he realized that three balls of fire was really fun to play and he could that was it and he would play for anyone that wanted to hear it but he had to go through that hard refiner's fire moment where he had to really focus and practice the hard things because not everything's going to come easy. That's how I feel when working with kids that want to challenge their brain, but it's so hard to challenge their brain because it, it hurts, it's frustrating, and their emotions are all over the place. So all those moments of, of just pure, rigid rigor and hard work 
and I many meltdowns that turn to determined faces is something that so many teachers that don't want to take them and put them at their table are missing. And I wish so much that I could get them to see how gratifying it is. And, and I think the best part, the best part of all, is not only when they get it and they believe in themselves and they know they can do hard things, but when they tell their parents that they can do hard things and that they feel good about themselves and they feel like they could do anything is the greatest thing on the planet. The only thing better is when you have your own personal child, like my five-year-old, who has little verbal skills. On Sunday, he started counting. And he was counting Y, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then he didn't know where to go. So he was like, seven, six, five, six, seven. That was an awesome moment. And I have to say, way emotional than I thought it would be because I've heard him say a few words before that. But teaching someone else's child and watching them grow and get confident in themselves and to embrace the thing that makes them different, not less, is just right there. In fact, sometimes I get more from that than I do for my children because I'm the mean mom that makes them do it. <laughs> so when I get those moments with my children, it's fantastic. But it's easier for me to get them from someone else's child, and I love it. So that was my soapbox I wanted to get on for a moment because it's been weighing on my mind just how much people are missing because they are very attached to their, their family unit, and they don't want to bring out a plate and welcome someone in that can really teach them something about themselves and about the way that you approach them. So there's how I feel about that. And that's why I think educators are like educators, but totally cooler, way totally cooler. Um, so I'm going to take a, a break for a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk about my, my experience talking to an educator that I respect, that I think is everything that education should be, and helped me to feel lighter about the position and where I feel like some people are getting trapped in this system when we're back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, I'm back. I'm going to take just a minute. I was at a meeting talking about my own child. I was feeling kind of down and discouraged because there's very little one person can do to change the world except for change themselves in the way that they look at the world. And I was struggling with that. And wasn't feeling a whole lot of confidence in, in the cluster I find are the admi- administration, the people who we want so badly to just trust and and open your heart to. It's almost like one of those really bad relationships where you know, you know, my last, I haven't had a boyfriend for a very, very long time because I'm married, so bear with me. But it's it kind of feels like when you get into a rocky relationship, and the next one, you're like, oh, that was, that was icky. I don't, I don't think I, I want to go there. And it's really hard to put your heart and soul into something when you feel like it's icky. And I was talking about my son. We were talking about just, just what, we, what we do and, and how we feel about our positions and trying to be as vague but yet forthcoming as I can. And listening to him, he said, in gist, that it's someone with a big voice and that can handle what's being thrown that needs to be willing to put up a little more of a fight for those that don't feel like they have a voice and don't feel like they're being heard and don't just throw in the towel and accept things the way they are but to actually stand up for everything that education represents to me everything that matters to me everything that I wanted so badly when I did so much schooling so I could do it and it suddenly sparked in my mind one he was right and two boy I wish he was my administrator because he was just so direct and so open and honest and maybe it would not feel the same if he were my administrator but I just from from listening to him in the moments that I've had meetings that I've gotten to listen to him he was a genuine heart that really wants to see people have a voice and so I'm, I'm handing it out there. I'm, I'm not going to become silent just because I feel like some people want me to stay quiet. I'm not going to be pushy or over the top either because that doesn't really win favors with people when you're, when I get that, that passionate about what I want to say. But he did help me to see that just throwing in a towel and not communicating and stop talking and just 
roll out until you can't be seen anymore, it doesn't really help those that love so much what they do and want to be there but feel like they have a, a limited volume of, of when they don't feel like they have a voice and they don't feel like anyone's listening and they feel like they just have to accept things that the way they are is the way they are and that's just the way it's going to be. I don't accept that. I never have. That's my biggest problem probably because I don't play well with others sometimes. But it's always because I want so badly for them to, to see my heart and how much I enjoy spending my days with talented, smart, articulate future leaders than I do doing paperwork and sitting in meetings and all of those things that are so important and I don't I don't defy that but if they could just see that I'm not the only one that just wants to see a kid smile and feel like they make a difference and that what they have to say and what they have to do matters I think that there's a lot missed when people don't come by and see what goes on in our day-to-day. Maybe it just makes me sad. But to hear him and to hear him want to hear me, it meant a lot and it made me feel like I was heard. And he kind of made me feel really smart, which is good because I like it when people can get what I'm saying. Probably not you guys, not on this podcast anyway, not this episode. But it, when they, when I connect with people and they actually want to hear what I have to say and they feel like it's worth me saying, that makes me feel good. So that's my shout out to him because he knows who he is. And if he listens, hopefully he approves this message. I hope so because he's the coolest guy ever. And I'm really glad that I got to see him working with my son this year. Except following in the same. And my son's teacher was pretty great, too. She's fantastic. So that is what I was going to talk about today. And time flew, which means that when I go to edit this, it will either be a lot ado about nothing, or I might just think, wow, that was totally inspired. More than likely, it's probably going to be a lot cut, but I enjoy talking to you all today. And I'm really glad that my friends and my seducators all have lives and things to do and it's a Friday night and I'm here with you so have a good weekend and don't forget that my book He Seemed Normal will be coming out soon watch for it at Amazon Um, hoping in the next week or two we can have things rolling out and then I'll push it really hard and go see check out my website it's autismjamorburst.com And you can find all kinds of information and you can hear all kinds of things either you did or did not want to hear. So there's that. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Rachel and this is my jam. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.